There you go. Right. Uh, well, good afternoon. Um, I am uh, an evaluator. That's what I do mostly these days. And um, there's an interesting and probably increasing overlap between doing evaluations and academic work uh, these days. Uh, I think the overlap really lies in the fact that very often what we're doing with evaluation is we're, uh, we're looking at a theory-based approach to uh, development and we're testing uh, that theory-based approach against realities on the ground. We're also uh, actually collecting primary data and I often joke with people and say that uh, as an evaluator, I'm probably doing about two MA theses per year at the moment, um, considering the amount of uh, data gathered and the amount of writing that goes behind it. Uh, evaluation has become uh, something of a, a specialist topic, a specialist science in itself. Um, I won't go into the reasons for that here, but I would say that what, what you're about to see is, is an evaluation of the British government's governance program inside Syria. Um, this particular governance program is one of the very few that's taking place in Syria at the moment. Most of the aid is being directed towards humanitarian uh, efforts both inside and outside the country. Very little of it is being, very little of the international assistance is being directed towards uh, actual development ongoing development programs uh, in, in the course of war. Uh, and that's why, in a sense, this uh, particular program that I'm looking at has been very interesting. Uh, the situation at the moment is we've finished the first phase of the evaluation. It's an ongoing, real-time evaluation, if you like, of a situation that is evolving uh, as, we, as we go through. Um, the, the program we're looking at is called Tamkeen. The Tamkeen program uh, was initiated in 2014, was started in 2014. Uh, it is, uh, its purpose is to build long-term good governance in local areas of Syria through, uh, through the, the uh, delivery of basic services. Now, uh, what this means is we're in opposition-held areas of Syria delivering... Uh, programs, basic services, they can be health programs, water services, education, etc. Um, and at the same time, trying to introduce uh, levels of accountability, transparency, etc., so that uh, good governance can be seen to be enacted in these areas. Um, when it started, it started off with a small number of, of uh, uh, towns where this was taking place. Uh, it, it, it has expanded it's now got to almost 40 different areas or different communities. Um, each have a, are given a, a budget uh, to spend within a six-month period. Uh, it's, it's up to about $100,000. This money comes from the, from the UK government and some relatively smaller amount also from the EU. Um, so uh, what we're... What this is, is, as I say, a basically a basic service delivery, but it's the vehicle, that, that, that is the vehicle through which good governance is being promoted. It's obviously steeped in, in lots of risks. I mean, 
the first and obvious one is the security risks to anybody who's, who's uh, based in these areas um, and indeed to the participants who, who, uh, who uh, implement the programs. Um, there's also the issue of remote management, uh, which I'm subject to, as indeed is the implementer. Uh, I have teams in Syria who are all Syrians. I've never been to these areas. Uh, and I'm dependent on, therefore, secondary, sometimes even third-hand information coming out of the country. Uh, so there's this cascading, if you like, from uh, DFID, who funds it, to, uh, to our organization, then down to the... By the time you've got down to the field level, you've gone through about four different levels. Uh, and, and that's important because this remote management model is increasingly being used... And, uh, and it is, as I say, it, it, it is um, steeped in, 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 in risks. Um, the, um, the other obvious risk is, is that the Tamkeen projects themselves and the, and, and, and the areas where they're operating are likely to be compromised by political interference or military interventions. And so we're in a very volatile situation where political parties in control of a particular town can change uh, very, very rapidly. Uh, and uh, so uh, we, we, there's a stop and start mechanism going on all the way through this, uh, which um, is, is uh, both um, disturbing for the, for the, for the programme, obviously, but it's also unpredictable. There's a map of some of the areas that, we, uh, that the project is working in. Mostly in the north, of course, you've got it up in the Idlib area and around Aleppo, uh, including inside Aleppo and then down in the south in Dera. Um, and uh, there's a, uh, if, you, if you were to, to compare between them, well, of course, in the southern areas, you've got quite a, a large degree of uh, influence of the Jordanian authorities in those areas, whereas in the north, it's relatively more stable in some of those areas. Um, and it depends very much. And I have to say that uh, of all the, uh, the Tamkeen uh, project areas, uh, each one is very specific, and there are very specific contextual issues to each one of these areas. Uh, it's extremely difficult to make broad statements uh, about the program in this context, because not only have you got this changing political environment, but you've also got very different uh, socio-political uh, networks operating in these areas. So let's go straight to the findings. Well, um, one of the increasing, uh, one of the uh, uh, interesting findings was this, this increasing separation of roles of uh, the armed actors from the civilian actors. Uh, if you go back uh, two or three years, most of the service delivery was being done, and again mostly, badly actually, by armed uh, factions uh, in, in, in opposition-held areas. And as the donors came in with resources and as civilian authorities reasserted their, their authority in the area, it became possible to separate civilian from military action. And actually, um, the military actors, for the most part, were quite happy with that separation because uh, it enabled them to continue doing what they did uh, whilst not being criticised for not delivering services to the population. So... The population, uh, you know, they were, they were the, the civilian side of things, in a sense, was, was offset some of the uh, criticism of the, uh, of the military actors. Um, 
community demand therefore increased as civilian actors uh, gained popular legitimacy. Uh, but of course, one of the problems there also was the increased ex expectation that came from that. And inevitably, in all of these areas, resources have not been sufficient to meet demand. The balance of power between the civilian actors and the armed actors depends very much on the levels of security and stability in the areas we're talking about. And, uh, uh, and, and in Syria, um, still we have the uh, Jabhat al-Nusra, particularly in the northern areas, who control um, the Sharia courts, who control the judicial systems, and uh, not just uh, Jabhat al-Nusra, but, but others as well. But, but um, I mentioned those in particular. So I think it's, it's important to remember that um, contextually, uh, yes, there has been that separation with, between civilian and armed uh, factions, but at the same time, um, there are certain areas uh, where the, uh, the military authorities are still very much in control. The last point is very important uh, about war catalyzing pre-existing conflicts. Um, we tend to think that Syria, uh, the conflict, we tend to conceptualize it in terms of being between the Assad government and the opposition, whatever the opposition is. Uh, and that, of course, is true in the, in the war writ large. But when you go down to these particular areas, what you find is that there are very localized, very specific, and very almost family-oriented conflicts that have emerged, that have come to the surface as a result of this larger conflict. Um, until uh, recently, uh, the, the, uh, the Assad regime had managed to, in a sense, keep the lid on a lot of local conflicts. Once that lid is removed, what happened was that a large number of, of uh, micro-conflicts emerged, and they became the predominant reason for, uh, for people's, you know, for the unsettling of population in that particular area. And, uh, and in fact, it is those micro-conflicts that have uh, determined the success or failure of some of these governance initiatives, much more so than the, than the, the, the larger war. Now, that's not true in areas that have been heavily bombarded, of course, because that's been the major impediment. But certainly it has been, uh, local conflicts have been the, the, the driving force behind, behind who controls level local governance entities. Um, it's still true that the largest resources that come to the communities pass between the hands of civilians. In other words, it's remittances from outside it's political party support, etc. Aid comes about number three in the, in the list of, of, of financial resources available to people. Um, and, uh, and it's still relatively very small. Um, if, you, if you take the British government's contribution, for example, um, their contribution to, to, uh, to this kind of program uh, amounts to just under £30 million. But you have to compare that against the... Uh, 850, 900 million pounds that has been spent on humanitarian assistance. Uh, it's almost a billion pounds now. Uh, so it's a very small percentage of the overall assistance that's going into, into uh, Syria as a whole. Um, in conflict environments, um, the, 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 the project assistance that comes through something like Tamkeen, and I mentioned the, the 100,000 or so that comes every six months, 
um, it becomes more important than the process. And this was one of the findings of the evaluation. The, 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 the Tamkeen process was set up in order to increase the efficiency and legitimacy of local governance. Uh, and so the process was given as the, as, the, as the purpose of the project. Whereas in fact, of course, in many cases, people were much more concerned about the project itself because the distinction between humanitarian and development inputs was simply not there. I mean, if you, if you don't have water then, and you need water as a, as a resource in a community, it becomes as much a humanitarian uh, input as it does a development input. So, um, it, it's true to say, therefore, that um, uh, the project assistance became the, the, the raison d'etre, in a sense, for most people. Um, on the other hand, in the more stable areas, and there are more stable areas, and that's why I said that context is everything, there are, there are areas where the process of governance has taken hold um, because it's precisely because there, there's, there's been no other uh, uh, interference in, in, and, and people have accepted the necessity to, uh, uh, to, 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 to uh, improve the, the governments at lo local level. Um, the war economy is, continues to determine, again, success of projects. And I think this is probably the most contentious area of the whole thing. Um, if you are running um, electricity programs in, inside Syria, you need fuel. Where do you think the fuel comes from? Well, it comes from areas uh, controlled by people who are uh, not necessarily wanted to be funded by uh, donors. Uh, but there's, there, there's no choice. And so uh, you're working with intermediaries, you're working in areas where um, you know, the access to resources is extremely lim limited, sometimes in besieged areas like, um, like uh, Dera City and also um, more particularly now in Aleppo. Um, and so it's very bound up in this war economy, very closely bound up, and, and the Tamkeen is, is no exception in this respect. At the same time... Um, the, the project, the idea of introducing basic services has offset some of the privatization of those services, uh, which again is part of the war economy. Uh, it's, it's offset the, the, the possibility for individuals who previously worked for local government to set themselves up as private uh, providers. Um, and, um, and so there is a degree of normality, in a sense, being introduced back into free public services, uh, which has been very... Um, um, welcomed by the local population. Um, and the last point just about donor dependency, yes, but, but remember that in, in the, I would say the positive thing about the Tamkeen program is that it's very locally owned. And in fact, when we did the, our uh, evaluation, we asked the question of the community, do you know where, you know, who provides this, these, this assistance? And the answer comes back very, very clearly that it is provided by the local council. It's by, by you know, the local tanking uh, committee, not, not by some external donor, uh, because it is controlled and managed uh, by a, a local committee uh, who, who never sees uh, the, the donor, and the donor certainly doesn't require any, <coughs> any kind of uh, um, visibility, if you like. Um, It requires continuity, and as I mentioned earlier on, the, the more stable communities were, were the ones where it, it took hold uh, more than in the others. Um, 
and um, civil society organisations had not been very much involved. That's probably one of the weaker elements uh, in it. Uh, the formation of the um, Tamkin committees is still uh, exclusive of women. I think this is a very important point that, again, uh, it's perhaps symptomatic of a war like this, that conservatism in uh, particularly rural communities uh, has, um, has increased as time has gone on. And one result of this has been the exclusion of women in management processes. Uh, and it's, ex it's been extremely difficult within the Tamkeen process to uh, encourage the committees to include women and to, to get them certainly into management positions. Um, the, the counter that comes, which is, I have to say is to some extent true, is that in a war context, um, people tend to go back to their families and obviously prioritise the provision of assistance to their own families and the amount of time available to them to participate in governance processes like this is very limited. Uh, and, um, and so the counter to the, to the issue of do women get involved in this is that no, women don't because they have far, they're far too busy doing many other things as well. Um, and uh, the, the, one of the things that we found, for example, was that the people who are involved in local government now are much younger than they used to be. The average age, for example, of all the people who were involved in, in the Tamkeen process was 28. Uh, and and it, the, 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 one of the side effects of this is the lack of capacity to operate local government uh, because they, don't, they simply haven't had the experience. And people who did have the experience, many of them, particularly the middle classes, were the ones who left. They were the first wave of people to have left Syria. So what's left behind is a young, relatively young, relatively inexperienced uh, group of people who are, who are running these, these uh, operations. Um, okay, I've already mentioned the last point. Um, I think that, that we won't go, I won't go into too much detail over projects and this kind of thing, um, but I've, also, I've already mentioned the issue of capacity. Uh, community advocacy and awareness uh, is we looked at very um, closely because we wanted to know whether the community accepted the notion of Tamkeen and whether or not the community, more importantly, whether the community uh, really prioritised that idea of accountability and transparency. And, of course, we had a very varied um, answer on that. In some cases, people were in, not in the least bit interested in how the services were, were delivered. They were just interested in getting the services, and that's quite understandable. In, in other cases, people were far more interested in the way in which these committees were formed. Who was on it? Who, how were they selected? Why weren't we invi invited? Why, were we, why were, was our opinion not... Uh, asked in the formation of these committees. So uh, there were very, var very varied uh, responses to this, but what generally emerged from it was that the communities that were more stable actually uh, had a greater interest and there was a greater degree of communication within those communities over what, was, what their local council was doing, in other words. Uh, although I did remind uh, my, my team in, in, in Syria that um, I... I you know, here in Oxford, I, have not a, I haven't a clue how the local council works. So why would I expect them to know how their local council works? You know, it's, it, I mean, what, we have to have a reality check here, you know, that 
council work is not exactly the most exciting, exciting thing on people's agenda, you know. And, and, and so you go into a, a community and start, you know, with your questionnaire asking about how does their local council work, um, then, then, then uh, you know, you don't expect to get great, a great degree of excitement. Um, the, um, uh, yes, I think the last point is important. There's been, um, a, a, again, very different contexts here. Aleppo, for example, has had enormous amount of different aid organizations involved. Uh, in Aleppo, it was, it was extremely, has been extremely difficult to, to um, entrench this idea of Tamkeen good governance because they have a plethora of other donors. Why would they be particularly uh, interested in following the, the rubric of one particular donor? Um, uh, whereas in other areas where Tamkeen is the only show in town, uh, they are obliged to follow the processes uh, that, that, that uh, you know, the, the, the um, contingencies, if you like, that, that are imposed upon them. Um, and I, I was um, mentioning earlier on, when I was talking to somebody earlier on about the fact that um, uh, the, just recently we did a, need, a needs assessment uh, for, for the next stage of this Tamkeen program. And uh, not surprisingly, uh, our team went into villages and, and t towns and villages and asked the question, you know, what would you like to have, uh, what kind of programs would you, would you like to have? And they already have picked up the jargon of the international community. So people are saying things, oh, we'll have a gender project, you know. And, and, and we'll have, um, you know, we'll have participatory uh, uh, transparency, transparency system, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And they're beginning to, to learn the terminology of aid in order to attract uh, resources uh, to, their, to their local council. So, um, so one has to be very cautious about this. This is not, this is not something which, um, uh, which surprises us, but it's, but it's certainly, uh, uh, you have to be aware of that. Uh, the, the very rapid learning process once, uh, once money is made available. So let's have a look at the conclusions. Uh, the Tamkeen initiative has been useful, necessary, and, and indeed antithetical to military or religious domination. Um, and, and I, I, I mean, not, not entirely, but it has certainly presented an alternative model uh, in, in the communities where, where it's uh, taken hold. Um, a key to the, its success has been fairly low profile and local ownership. Um, the idea was that it would scale up, that you'd start at a local, very local council level, next would, up would be the provincial council level, and that it would take off once, you know, once, once it's scaled up in that respect. I, that has yet to be seen, by the way. That has not taken place yet. It's very much um, a model at a, a local level. Just to add to what uh, Richard was saying earlier on, um, I, I, I should have said at the beginning that local councils in Syria uh, are not coordinated uh, at any higher level. Uh, there is quite a significant gap between the interim government and their efforts to set up uh, local government uh, in Syria and what's actually happening on the ground. In fact, local councils, almost all of the local councils that we've come across in Syria are not linked to, to, uh, to the interim government uh, mechanisms. So, uh, so, so therefore, um, you know, when, if you wanted to scale up to provincial um, or, or, or whatever level, it would be extremely difficult to do it. Uh, so certainly, you, do, you wouldn't go through the, th through the interim government process anyway. 
Um, uh, we talked about capacity um, development, um, and we talked about it, um, and the improve, improved participation as well. Um, I would say that um, the Tamkeen model is, is, is very interesting as an experiment. It's not been wholly successful. It's been very high risk. It's been <coughs> something that the British government decided it was going to invest a, a relatively small amount of money in. Many donors would not take that risk. Many have not, have not taken that risk. Uh, so in that respect, I suppose it's commendable that the British government did take that risk. Um, uh, but but uh, this remote management system that is, is in operation means that we, we, I and my team and the implementers and their teams do not necessarily have first-hand information on what's happening on the ground. And it's this dearth of information which creates that slight uh, problem, if you like, that, that higher risk and, and the slight nervousness over investing in programs of this kind. And yet, despite that, the British government have continued to fund it uh, because, uh, and, and going back to the main purpose of this conference, because it is seen as the placement of normality, if you like, in a situation which is essentially abnormal. And it's also seen, perhaps, as one of the uh, small but important injection of, of uh, the beginnings of uh, development and a peace-building type of uh, situation on the ground where people can participate in, uh, in, in, in uh, local government uh, in, in, in a war context. Uh, and I think it's, it's, it has wider ramifications precisely because of that. Uh, the project may be small, it may be very local, but its ramifications in terms of the peace process uh, may be uh, more profound than we think it is. Thank you.